Now, this is from uh, one of my favorite uh, political blogs called Talking Points Memo. It appears that Mark Williams, a top Tea Party leader, enraged by a plan to build a mosque near Ground Zero, has referred to the Islamic deity as a monkey god and to Muslims as the animals of Allah. His Tea Party group, meanwhile, says they're not concerned about the rhetoric. Here's what he wrote on his blog just last week. This is a blogger. This is a blogger. The animals of Allah, for whom any day is a great day for a massacre, are drooling over the positive response they are getting from New York City officials over a proposal to build a 13-story monument to the 9-11 Muslims who hijacked those four airliners. The monument would consist of a mosque for the worship of the terrorist monkey god and a cultural center to propagandize the extermination of all things not approved by their cult. He also posted an image of the prophet Muhammad with a swastika on top of his head. Now, the building at, at issue that he's talking that he's so upset about yeah. is a project of the American Society for Muslim Advancement and the Cordoba Initiative. It will include a community center, a mosque, a gym, and other public spaces. The local community board voted unanimously to approve it, though such approval was not technically necessary since the Islamic groups already own the land. Now, none of this seems to have prompted any problem from Tea Party Express, the prominent Tea Party group created and run by a California GOP consulting firm. Uh, they don't want to rethink their ties to Williams. Asked uh, about the comments, their spokesman, Joe, can't pronounce his name, mm-hmm. Wirzbicki, said, it doesn't have anything to do with the Tea Party Express and the issues addressed by the Tea Party movement and was written on Mr. Williams' personal blog and not on any Tea Party Express website, blog, or social networking page. Okay? Well, there's more. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just a second. Hold mm-hmm. that breath. Mm-hmm. Hold that thought, whatever it was. Yeah. A Pakistani court has ordered the government to block Facebook because of a page on the social networking sites that urges users to post images of Islam's prophet Muhammad. Islam strictly prohibits any image of prophet, right? The Facebook page, Everybody Draw Muhammad Day, encourages users to post images of the prophet uh, to protest threats made by radical Muslim groups against the creators of South Park for depicting Muhammad in a bear suit during an episode earlier this year. A series of cartoons, as you remember, the Prophet published in a Danish newspaper back in 2005, sparked violent protests and death threats against the cartoonists. The creators of the Facebook page explained why they mounted the competition. They said, we're not trying to slander the average Muslim. Simply want to show the extremists that threaten to harm people because of their Muhammad depictions that we're not afraid of them, and they can't take away our right to freedom of speech by trying to scare us into silence. Well, not afraid. Also, can they be tracked down? Oh, easily. Easily tracked down. There's nothing in the world to stop. Well, then I'd say that was relatively brave in this day and age where there seem to be uncontrolled uh, bombings going on among civilian populations wherever you turn. Yep. Uh, I got to say that uh, that brings me around to, um, well, here's, here, here's the thing. I mean, I understand that nobody's deeply felt faith and beliefs should be uh, mocked. Mocked. That's the word. Mocked. Um, And and it seems to me that we are having to be very careful about not mocking anyone's faith or professed belief. But what we are mocking here— is the professed belief that if you believe those things, you can blow people up in the middle of the street in Kabul. 
After a brief respite following the announcement last week of a nearly $1 trillion bailout plan for Europe, fear in the financial markets is building again. Ah, here it comes. This time over worries that the continent's biggest banks face strains that will hobble European economies. In a sign of the depth of the anxiety, the euro at one point fell to a four-year low relative to the dollar. Ah, the snowball begins to roll downhill, taking everything with it in its path. For Europe's banks, the problems are twofold. Short-term borrowing costs are rising, uh, which would lead institutions to cut back on new loans and call in old ones, which, crimp, which of course crimps economic growth. But at the same time, Seemingly safe institutions in more solid economies like France and Germany hold vast amounts of bonds from their more shaky neighbors like Spain, Portugal, and Greece. I think shaky is being real kind to Greece and Portugal. Might be okay with Spain, but Greece and Portugal are way beyond uh, shaky. They're, They're whirling dervishes. Investors fear that with many governments groaning, under the weight of huge deficits, the debt of weaker nations that use the euro currency will have to be restructured, deeply lowering the value of their bonds. That would hit European financial institutions real hard. Quote, this bailout wasn't done to help the Greeks. It was done to help the French and German banks. That's uh, Nigel Ferguson. He's an economic historian at Harvard. They've poured some water on the fire, but the fire has not gone out. It's an oil fire. The world's budget deficit as a percentage of gross domestic product now stands at 6%, up from just 0.3% before the financial crisis. Let me repeat that. Before the financial crisis, the the deficit against GDP was only 0.3%, but since the meltdown, it's up to 6%. I mean, that's thousands of percentage uh, higher. It's incredible. If public debt is not lowered back to pre-crisis levels, the International Monetary Fund's report said growth in advanced economies could decline by half a percentage point annually. I think that's called world depression. Okay, so the steps that were taken in order to help Greece and stabilize the market were not enough to prevent a flare-up in money market funds, a crucial but little-noticed corner of the financial system in which American investors provide more than $500 billion in short-term loans to help European banks finance their daily operations. Short-term money market. Initially, it was Greek and Portuguese banks that got the cold shoulder from American lenders, but over the last two weeks, big banks in Spain, Ireland, and Italy have struggled to secure short-term funds from the United States as the anxiety has spread. So let's take a look at it. It's Greece, Portugal, Spain, Ireland, and Italy. Ooh, holy moly. By the end of last week, even banks in solid European economies like France, Germany, and the Netherlands were caught in the undertow, according to market analysts and traders. Because of the pullback by American lenders, the rate banks charge one another for overnight loans, known as the LIBOR, for the uh, London International Offered Rate, has been steadily climbing. Money is getting more and more expensive. There's less and less of it. And the significance of LIBOR stretches far beyond Europe's shores. That is the benchmark that helps to determine the interest rate on many mortgages and credit cards held by American consumers. So Greece refuses to pay its taxes, is living an unnaturally out-of-sync Mediterranean lifestyle. Ditto Portugal. Spain has 20% unemployment and also a, a, a bogus housing market. And it's going to cost me more. 
to use my credit card. It is one world. It is one world. Bank borrowing rates are still well below where they were at the height of the crisis. Fears that the problems in Europe could rebound in the United States, however, led the Federal Reserve to restart lines of credit to the European Central Bank and other central banks in conjunction with the European Rescue Package announced a week ago. That means they're spending my money. While the direct exposure of American banks to Greece is minimal, American financial institutions are closely intertwined with many big European banks, which in turn have large investments in those weaker European nations. So, for example, Portuguese banks owe $86 billion to their counterparts in Spain, which in turn owe German institutions $238 billion and French banks $220 billion. American banks are also big owners of Spanish bank debt, holding nearly $200 billion, according to the Bank for International Settlements, a global organization serving central bankers. So, with the exception of wartime, quote, The public finances in the majority of advanced industrial countries are in a worse state today than at any time since the Industrial Revolution, says William Buter, Citigroup's top economist. Okay, he quotes again, restoring fiscal balance will be a drag on growth for years to come. Yes, and America will be the queen of that drag.